All right, welcome to a new episode of Cali Claptrap. Today we have on Megan Forchette. Uh, welcome to the show, Megan. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. I found Megan on Instagram. Uh, she, her name on Instagram is The Traveling Tarot. Uh, she describes herself as an intuitive, a psychic, and diviner. And uh, my first question, Megan, was how did you find tarot? How did you find this calling? Um, I found it 2016. I worked at a new age store um, in Roseville. First time ever working in like a crystal shop, new age store. So um, I was just, I had all these different ways of living life thrown into my lap and tarot. Um, there are tarot readers in the store, psychics, and I had my first reading and was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like, I want to be able to offer this to people. Um, like it's so in depth, it's so organic, it's so like powerful. I want to be able to facilitate that. And I bought my first tarot deck and signed up for a class and it did not happen like that. <laughs> I couldn't read the cards. I was studying and it just was not clicking. I just, I was like, it doesn't make sense. Like, where are you guys seeing these things? Um, so fast forward a couple years, I slowly stopped using that deck and just drifted from tarot. And in 2018, I was gifted a completely different deck from a friend of mine. And all of a sudden I could just read them. All of a sudden mm -hmm. it all made sense. And it was so clear that I doubted it for like a year. I was like, oh, I'm new friends. I know you, I know your life. Like, I'm just picking things that are just buried in the recesses of my mind. And it wasn't until a few friends of mine were really pushing me like, no, you should read for strangers. Like you need to read for people. And when I did the same thing, everyone was like, wow, you like, you don't know me. I don't know you. And you just explained my life, my situation. You've brought me so much clarity. Like, thank you. And I was just baffled, like so grateful, but baffled. Mm -hmm. and here we are two years later. cool your uh your video kind of have has frozen on me but your audio so oh, you're back on the video so I, I did have a question about that i'm not very familiar with tarot and i'm not sure if that's common or not um if you could explain to our listeners a little bit about perhaps what you think made the difference why do certain decks matters it's just more confidence what do you think actually made that transition happen um, so before I get into my personal journey, just answering your question about tarot, um, there are a many different ways of how people are introduced to tarot. Um, the traditional way based on a tarot deck, it's, um, you're taught to interpret like the first half of the deck is the major arcana and then you're taught how to interpret the second half. And so based on those descriptions and images, um, people will read and interpret tarot that way. That's how on my own personal journey, I was trying to learn the tarot, like in a very traditional way based on imagery, the textbook way. And for some reason, it just was not working for me. The difference two years later was because I threw all cognitive linear thinking out of the way. And I was strictly just looking at images on the card and what it made me feel like. The way I interpret um, my readings now, um, it's all like 
visceral in my body. I hear things, I see things, I feel them. And usually that's just translating what's happening with my listener or the person I'm reading for whatever I'm doing. Okay. So is that where the intuitive comes in? That's where the intuitive comes in. Um, I'm an intuitive tarot reader because I don't solely base my readings on what the actual description in a traditional way of what the card is. Um, I may just completely feel something that is much stronger than what my cognitive brain knows of that card. And that's what I lead with. Okay. Um, and you said a little bit, you were going to talk about a little bit about your personal journey. Is that sort of where that comes in? Yes. Yeah, so from 2016, buying my first tarot deck, taking classes and approaching it in a very traditional way, um, like learning how the major arcana and the minor arcana and the archetypes and the symbolism work, it just, there was a block for me personally. And then it wasn't until 2018, I was gifted a deck that I've never um, seen before. And I had this experience reading that deck that was not based on anything I knew regarding tarot. Because since 2016, I hadn't practiced, I hadn't studied, I hadn't researched tarot in any way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So how did you find yourself uh, working at a new age bookstore? Has that always been something that you've been drawn to? Um, Yes and no. I, my main profession, I'm a massage therapist. And so at that time, I just wanted a alternative source of income that would allow me to get a break from doing body work full time. So that way I had more balance um, in my physical body and in my life. And it just so happened that the position was available. And I always kind of had an interest of, you know, alternative ways of thought and the cults and crystals, minerals, things of that nature. So it just seemed like well, if I'm going to have a second source of income and a second job, it may as well be in an environment that I have some sort of interest and that maybe I'll learn something. Mm -hmm. And I know we Mm -hmm. um, chatted a little bit before about sort of being drawn to, you're in Nevada City now, correct? Correct. And um, I had visited there for the first time and that seemed to have a subculture going on that seems very drawn to sort of new age personalities and I was wondering if there was something special about that area that that seems to draw folks uh that are that's new age but sort of drawn to sort of the the, those sort of um, energies etc I would say I would definitely attribute it to the minerals that are here it's an old gold mining town um and it's just a very mineral rich region and area um because it's something in my opinion that has to do with the vibration of the the -hmm. city so usually people who are drawn to that are like very accustomed to being around a lot of minerals and crystals and then it just like is this overflow of people with like a similar vibe mindset. Good. So what would you say to the people or some people that are maybe skeptical of of tarot cards and and maybe just explain a little bit about how you, when you do have customers, how you sort of orient them to, to what they might um, experience. Mm -hmm. Um, I, 
thrillingly welcome skeptics. I think that um, I respect people's opinion if they are um, they don't believe in it or doesn't make sense. I'm like, that's valid. I'm definitely not in the business of trying to convince anyone of anything. Um, I surprise myself every single reading. I'm like, huh, like it's, I know how it works, but it's also so like otherworldly in a way that I still myself am in disbelief at times. So if I happen to have um, like a person that I'm reading for that isn't fully sold on it and they're just like, well, I just want to try it. I don't know if I really believe in this. Um, I just more so am happy that they're open to hear something that may resonate or not. And that just be okay for both of us. Like I'm totally not wounded or anything of that nature by someone who's like, yeah, none of that really felt like it applies to me or none of that really felt like it was something that I needed to hear. And I'm like, well, okay. I just appreciate the time and the openness. Mm-hmm. And how many cards are in a deck of tarot? 78. 78. And have you like read a lot of the history or do you know a lot about sort of how that all, I don't know a lot of the history of the tarot and I was just sort of curious if, if being a tarot card reader, if that's something you have to really dive into. Mm -hmm. For me, since I was not traditionally taught, I don't know much of it. I know that like mm -hmm. around maybe like 1600, 1700 in Italy, um, a lot of the images that are shown on like the Rider Waite, which is like the most traditional tarot deck most people know, are from that time period. A lot of the symbolism and the colors that were used. Um, and usually when people learn like in the traditional manner, once you have learned the major minor arcana, the setup of tarot, you can read in depth because you know the symbolism and you know the descriptions inherently of what they're meant to mean in the archetypes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, the, and the deck that was gifted to you, do you think it had to do, I know, um, was it the art, do you think that perhaps triggered the intuitive sense of this, this makes sense now? Or, or do you what, what do you attribute that to? Um, definitely the artwork and, um, it's funny to me because I, I'm not, um, an opposer of any religion belief or the lack thereof. And so this deck particularly was Christian based and yeah. I just thought it was very funny and ironic, um, because if I were to have accepted that deck and really thought and like prude and prod over, the fact that it was a Christian based deck, I probably would have never used it, but I was so like enamored that my friend gifted me this deck that she had owned for so long. And that for some reason I was able to read it. It didn't really matter in that sense of what the original intention of the deck's creation was. Mm -hmm. And do you think it had a lot to do then with the friend or maybe the personal connection with the friend of why this deck made sense as far as sort of a fate sort of driven revelation as to why why that sort of seemed to be impactful or do you not attribute it so much to that? Um, that is a part of the, um, I think a part of the magic of how it all came mm -hmm. to be because she is someone who um, is very intuitive and in flow and not a very structured person and I do kind of have that personality type naturally like a type a personality and so mm -hmm. she was kind of the forerunner in 
me embodying that myself. And in embodying it, I was able to read cards in a way that was way more profound than if I were to flip through and learn by the book for me personally, for other people, that's how they learned and they're amazing readers. But for me, that just was a strong suit. Okay. So when you, you do a live reading every, can you remind me what days on Instagram you do the live reading? Every Monday and every Thursday, I do a live energy report. Okay. So the energy report, um, is that, are you doing tarot at that time or is that something completely different? Um, I use tarot cards and I use Oracle cards. So it's usually a blend. Um, I have been, going back and forth if I was going to take tarot reader out of my description of things, but most people, um, it's easier to associate in a broad spectrum of what I do with that title there. Um, Mm -hmm. Because sometimes uh, I will use just plainly an Oracle deck, which is not the major minor arcana. It's not 78 cards. It could be any number of cards and it's a more broad reading system. And I recently added diviner and psychic into my description um, because divining, I can use dice. Like I can give a full reading with someone using playing dice or a playing deck of cards, or I can go around and pick up like random things outside and I can read with that as well. And then the psychic is just all of the different things I hear, see and feel during a reading, whether I'm using tarot, oracle cards or whatever. Okay. Um, I think it was on one of the the videos I was watching too. Were you also kind of recalling like the dream you had from the night before and sort of calling into perhaps the symbolism of some of the, is that also how you get, you know, sort of the energy as far as the readings, as far as what's going on? Mm -hmm. Um, So at the beginning of the readings that I do want to, I do live for the energy reports. I do meditate like two minutes, two to three minutes. I just kind of ground myself and um, breathe. And then I get flashes of images. And so that's usually what I'm referencing when I do the um, energy reports. And those are, (laughs) they seem random to me, but I started incorporating them because I feel like maybe that would be an indicator for people that the reading was for them, or maybe there was just solely something in that portion that was for them. And they, the images, the things that I was seeing and feeling were so um, prominent, it felt like doing a disservice to not include them and mention them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what are your, do you also, um, like astrology, do you also sort of connect with that? Or is that something not in your wheelhouse? Um, I am not an astrologer, but um, Mm -hmm. a lot of things that I feel and that I will come up in my readings are directly linked to what's happening astrologically. Um, I think earlier through the beginning of the year till about July, I was doing um, like a love reading every Friday. And then I just stopped. Like I felt like, you know, things are shifting. I'm not supposed to be offering in this way. And a couple of weeks ago, I started offering them again, but that is following Venus transits. Like, I don't mm-hmm. really talk about the astrology of Venus or the planet that it's transiting. I just kind of categorize it for the time frame and then offer my readings. So that's the main thing that I do 
linked to astrology right now, but um, I'm not an astrologer, but it does come up in my readings a lot, like, which is so surprising. Many things come up in the readings that I really don't have any awareness of that I've learned in a book. Like I hear and say things that I'm like, don't know where that came from. Not really sure what that means, but I just kind of convey what I hear and see. Okay. Um, Another question I had, Um, I just lost it. Um, Wow, I just totally spaced. Um, So you are, um, oh, collectively, yes. So um, so usually you can do these, I'm assuming individually, someone, a uh, customer comes and asks for a reading and stuff. Do you also get a reading psychically? Obviously we have an election coming up and, and people's energies I'm sure are, are all over the place lately with COVID and everything. Do you also mm-hmm. sort, are you able to sort of separate those things or how do you also, can you also connect collectively to kind of what's going on? Um, broadly to answer the question, yes, it's all in this big melding pot of energy. Um, like when I do the energy reports, those are collective readings. Um, but energy is not linear and you can't, there's no way to really categorize what's going to come up in it. It's not saying I'm going to read the collectivity and I know that 25% will be like politics or 15% will be the upcoming whatever shift or a bulk of it's going to be this related. It's all constantly in motion and flowing and moving. So when I do my energy report, it's just a quick screenshot of what's happening that day. And that is going to reverberate and shift and change as people make their own choices and et cetera, et cetera. So the intention of me doing the energy report is just for in that moment to connect with the people that were a part or the percentages of whatever's going on that was in that. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It's hard. Um, No, I think it makes sense. Um, So something that came up for me when you were talking there, um, do you have a take on like higher energies, lower energies, higher vibrations, lower vibrations? Mm-hmm. Like as far as um, do you, I guess for this last sort of few minutes here while I have you on, any suggestions for folks that can look at, you know, tapping more into the higher energies, um, getting away from lower energies? Do you have any, in your experience in this field, as far as advice for people that they can help themselves sort of get into those better spaces? Um. Yes, I would say doing away with or somehow learning how to navigate uh, being a lower vibration, demonizing it because we're all comprised of um, high and low and it's when we try to separate, negate the low vibrational existence, whether it's in ourselves or outside of ourselves, that's when we're really not living a balanced and complete whole existence. Um, In my own personal journey, it was once I was able to look at things that at myself that I would view as a low vibrational or a bad trait or my shadow or just whatever the story is that, you know, we often tell ourselves about like unsavory traits. Um, But once I was able to actually welcome those home and like, well, 
this is just a part of me and there's no point in trying to rip and tear and stretch it. It's just going to snap right back in. So instead of being at war with myself, um, I've become more at peace. And in doing that, it has actually lessened, you know, the, the sting or the frustration at times that I would find myself in with myself. Mm -hmm. And what, um, sort of some, uh, big picture questions, I guess. What do you see as your own mission in life? My own mission in life, um, to connect with people um, and to be able to bring them hope or clarity, understanding and connection. Um, I wouldn't have a, a business if I didn't connect with people at some point like I could do energy live readings but you know it really um makes what I do more meaningful to sit and converse with people and to have that exchange and then to feel um the reciprocal energy in that of me being so grateful to be able to offer the service that I do and the person receiving it even if it's not the lightest and feathery reading it was heavy and we talked about heavy topics um to be able to know that not only did they just experience that in general but I was able to be there and support them in some capacity um so my mission is to do that connect with people and all the reminder that we're in this together and not separate to be the main, the main driving force. Awesome. And I guess one of the questions I had come up for me when, when you do have a reading and it is heavy, so to speak, or um, is there um, something that stands out for you that uh, uh, insightful experience that that you could share with our listeners that, you know, you, sometimes you say you stand back and go, I don't know where that came from. Just describe a little bit about maybe how, how that comes to you. Um, it comes in all different <laughs> shapes, sizes, and forms. Sometimes I'll hear, um, like I'll hear a word. And if it's, I hear a word, if I see something, if I feel something in my body, my first inclination is usually like, oh, I don't want to say that. Like, I don't want to say that. And um, I've, I've listened to it. And when I say it, usually that's when a person on the receiving end has the biggest aha, like, oh my God, like, I can't believe you said that. Like, and dot, 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 how it, how it resonates and um, connects into either the main reason why we were having the reading or just a very important topic that needed to be highlighted or discussed or uncovered. Um, but it was not very comfortable for me when that level of intuition started happening because I did want to be delivering good news and happy news and um, enlightening, but I realized in doing my own work again with the high vibrational, low vibrational energy that we are comprised of both. And so it was kind of naive of me to think that that wouldn't also happen in the readings that I needed to touch on also the low vibrational energies that I were feeling or the darker, heavier topics so that that could be welcomed in and navigated through. Mm -hmm. I guess my final question is um, this podcast for me is to talk with people that I find inspiring and are doing good in the world. Um, 
my my question is what advice do you have for people that are skeptical of energy readings etc what advice do you have to them to be open to to sort of the magic and the experiences that that people can get from this experience um just to be curious and if you can't put a stamp of linear thought or validation or scientific proof on it, allowing yourself just to be curious for the sake of curiosity, because it's in that space where we can really be surprised or um, even just able to look at like getting a tarot reading or an oracle reading that you don't truly believe in, at least having the the curiosity um, leading the way, it allows it to be a, at least a impactful experience to look back on in that way. Awesome. And Megan, if you don't mind sharing again, where can um, our listeners find you? Um, They can find me on Instagram at the.traveling.tarot and traveling has two L's. Awesome. Well, Megan, thank you so much for being on today's podcast and sharing your experience with us. Thank you. I really appreciate you asking me. Awesome. Thank you.